blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen, Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, we're back. Renegade Talk.fm in Maui. My name is Rich, along with Marla. The ETs have arrived, finally. <laughs> You're listening to Extraterrestrial Contact, the portal to the cosmos. You're damn right. And they got lost in the cosmos. They called me up and they said, which way to go? I said, take a left at the next star. And they showed up. Here they are. The portal to the cosmos. Thank you. Extraterrestrial Contact. You're listening to Extraterrestrial Contact, the portal to the cosmos. That's right. That's right. Uh, Renegade Nation, thank you for all the downloads. We really appreciate it. Uh, Mark, thank you. We have Marla here in studio. Mark's in Huntington Beach. And, of course, we have Janet and Sasha from Extraterrestrial, One, the portal two, three. to the cosmos. Aloha. I heard you did an interview in Australia the other day because of us. Wow. Yes. You guys are really becoming popular. We are. They're we, famous. We get, we get at least one invitation a day, and I, wow. I have to say, you know, I only give you a half hour or something. Wow. Who's the best, me? Yes, yeah, thank by you. far. That's what by I thought. So, we've so, heard that before, you know. Yeah, we've heard that before. So Rich, I, my ego just got big. Just keep on saying it the to me. Cam- it makes Rich, me feel good. Rich, it makes me feel good. That's what the camouflage girl said. Say, Rich, you're so big. That's what the camouflage girl said. Yeah, and she got... Best Rich ever. Best dick you ever had. I've been using that. Rich, you can only be the best Rich. I am the best Rich. You are. say that. Yeah, I am. Thank you. Put that sexy voice on. Do it again. You are the best. Oh, yeah. Hear that, Mark? I just got a hard one. Oh, okay. Thank you. My ego. Now I'm really perfect. I am the prophet. Anyway, last night I was uh, doing something that I don't want to say on the air. And um, I was um, going through my thousands of emails that I get. And I saw this email coming through Renegade Talk. And it didn't have any information on it. And it's, it was from Alabama. That It, it did say okay. AL. AL is Alabama. Alabama is that, people. Is, is that correct there, uh, Sasha? Sure. AL is Alabama. Alabama okay, well, sent us well, something. There, there are smart people that sit down in Alabama. Anyway, <laughs> so he sent whoever this person is. And you, whoever you are in Alabama, will you please identify yourself? If you'd like to be on the air, you may do so. You can call up on Thursday and we'll put you on the air with Sasha and Janet if you would like to. But just send the information. I am not going to sell your information. I'm not going to do anything bad. Okay? Are you listening? Okay. <laughs> now, so he sent this uh, the, this YouTube video, and this is uh, the gentleman's name is David Morrison. He's a senior scientist with uh, NASA Astrobiology Institute. Now, this guy is on YouTube with about 100,000 downloads telling everybody that uh, Nibiru and Nibiru. Uh, okay, and Planet <laughs> X are, are garbage and it's all made up shit and people are uh, buying these books and he goes on and on and on and on and on. Anyway, just to give you a little bit of background on Dr. Morrison, uh, Dr. Morrison, uh, prior to joining NASA, he was a professor of astronomy at the University of Hawaii. He has a PhD in astronomy from Harvard University. Uh, he also uh, also directed the three-meter NASA infrared telescope facility in uh, Manuna Kea Obser- Observatory and served two years as a university vice chancellor for research. He has been an investigator on the Matter 10, Voyager, CRAF, Galileo, and Kepler space missions. Internationally known for his research on the solar system, he is the author of more than 155 technical papers and has published a dozen books, including the uh, leading undergraduate college text in planetary science. So there you have it. 
That's so his background. Get a load of that. Get a load of that. So now what we're going to do is we are going to play this, uh, what he said on YouTube, uh, to this uh, nine-year-old girl who was afraid that she wouldn't be alive in a couple in, by December 2012. Is that right, uh, Sasha? Something like that he was talking about. Yeah, that's right. And then Sasha's going to respond. So we're going to go through this, and then when he says something, we're going to stop the recording and let Sasha respond to it. And then you can send it around to all your friends, and we, we can have a nice debate about all of this. Yes, because what Sasha says is the truth. Sasha says, <laughs> Sasha, that's why we say Sasha says. Yes. Well, I, I should perhaps preface the whole thing by saying, David, I'm so glad that you uh, respond to us. But the latest um, theory about Nibiru isn't that it's what's coming through. It's really in Sagittarius and Delphinius, the uh, constellation right now, right near Sagittarius. What's coming through is the Lagrange 180 point, and I'll talk about that as okay, we so here, go through your misconceptions. Uh, uh, okay, so here we go. Listen, Renegade Nation, listen into this. Here we go. Hold on. Hi, my name is David Morrison. I'm a NASA space scientist, and I want to talk to you very briefly about Nibiru. I'm doing this because I received a note from a 12-year-old girl recently that said she wondered if the video I made two years ago was still valid, that she and her classmates were scared about Nibiru, and could I please explain, from a science point of view, why we know Nibiru is not real and is not a danger. Oh, hi, uh, Virginia, I'm going to call you that little, little nine-year-old girl. Yes, sweetheart, there's really things to be concerned about, and there's things that your parents should help uh, do something about. There's something the people of the world need to do so that we have little girls that live. You know, the, the simplest thing to say is just that there is no credible evidence whatever for the existence of Nibiru. Uh, there are no pictures, there's no tracking, there's no astronomical observations. In fact, the origin of the name... Uh, there's quite a bit of uh, evidence that's been uh, widely uh, disseminated, including some NASA photos that were first uh, shown and then withdrawn, and there's been drawings and paintings uh, many, many times of both Nibiru and its... and uh, the the binary dark star around which Nibiru rotates. Um, the the oversimplified idea that it's Nibiru that's coming through is not what's happening at all. There's a binary star which doesn't get picked up because it doesn't glow much light because it's a dark star but it has heat and that's what Nibiru and several other satellites go around and around. Nemesis is, is what we're calling this a dark star and its perturbations have been recorded and been seen as the basis of, of finding um, a number of objects and the displacement of our sat uh, the satellite probes that we've sent up and things like that. So it's, it's, it's overwhelming and, and furthermore that this is all moving in closer that there has that everything in our solar system is now heating up. Nibiru is as far from us as it gets. It's in what's called its apogee around its primary, around nemesis. But what's happening that's passing right through our ecliptic now at a 30 to th or 35 degree angle from our, the uh, orbit line of our uh, planet of Earth is a bunch of debris that stays 180 degrees along the path of Nibiru. And this debris is full of comets, which are, have uh, Wait, wait a second. Excuse me. Comets, which are ice, which have little um, uh, pebbles in them, and uh, stuff that got knocked out of Earth when Earth was collided with by a moon of Nibiru, way 3.9 uh, 
billion years ago, a long time ago. And these comets have come through. They've made these gaps in the uh, cloud uh, of uh, comets, the two clouds, the Cooper clouds and the OO um, belt, Oort belt, that go around. And that's exactly what's coming through now. All kinds of uh, space junk, dangerous space junk that has in the past caused extinction level events in the Permian four times and the, uh, also may have been what was the cause of the uh, Great Deluge 13,000 years ago. And yes, there's reports that NASA scientists even have been making their own fallout shelters and that government has made great chambers under the earth for the elite and their families and little nine-year-old the regular people like us need to have something to help save us, too. Okay, so we're going to continue with uh, Dr. Morrison. It's a little weird. Nibiru was a minor god in the Babylonian pantheon, probably associated with Jupiter. There's no record that they ever thought of it as a planet. Sometimes... Uh, it's it, the recurrent records left by uh, Babylonian and other Sumerian scribes and describe Nibiru exactly as a pulsating red planet. And they've got detailed descriptions in cuneiform in every major museum of, of the world. They knew it was a planet. They were fully aware that it was a planet and they knew the deluge was coming because they, could, they have recorded the outer planets, Neptune and Uranus, that they saw when they were landing their rocket ships here. People on Earth couldn't see those without a telescope, and they didn't have telescopes yet. The evidence is absolutely overwhelming that uh, th there was a, this planet, Nibiru, that came through usually about every 3,600 years, and whether it had a powerful effect in causing uh, great uh, sun flares and the reversal of the poles and terrible earthquakes and the trouble deluge which sunk so much of the earth and, and caused terrific havoc on this planet. We are perhaps approaching a very, very dangerous possible extinction level event. And there may be technological fixes that our secret government knows about, certainly the ETs, and there are many ETs that are interested in the survival of the Earth, know about this and want to help us. If we can just get past the selfish interests that keep these things sacred, the military, the businesses that want to make profit to the last minute, and governments, and we say, we are all one species, we all need help, we need to uh, stop building weapons of war and instead work on our joint survival as humanity. Okay, so let's continue on with that, uh, Dr. We Morrison. We talk about planet X, but that's a strange term, too, because astronomers say planet X for an object that has not been found, a, a possible object, like Pluto. When it was being searched for, it was called planet X. Once it was found, it became Pluto. So it really isn't any evidence here to counter, but I can quite specifically say how we know that Nibiru or Planet X does not exist and does not threaten the Earth. Yes, Harrington of the uh, Naval uh, uh, Astronomical Observatory in Australia uh, talked with uh, Sitchin and uh, really was explicit. We know exactly where it is. The, uh, the infrared uh, telescope has shown us uh, by the uh, displacement of light where it exists. It was even, uh, for your reports, reported for a day or two on the uh, internet uh, pictures 
actual photographs from NASA, which then in the succeeding days, and I saw this on my computers too, got degraded to it's, a, it's, it's only a this, it's only a that, and it disappeared, it never existed. We are so used to the government lying uh, to us so, because, so they can maintain their control that you can tell that there's a lie being told to you uh, or a disinformation uh, agent like uh, you may be David that's acting because you can hear them talking. First, if there were a planet headed into the inner solar system that was going to come close to the Earth in December of 2012, it would already be inside the orbit of Mars. It would be bright. It would be easily visible to the naked eye. If it were up there, you could see it. All of us could see it. And you know, We've already said that it's, n we, it's not a planet. That's just based on uh, a mistake. What's coming through increasingly is going to be and is more and more space trash, rocks, meteorites, comets, even little chunks of asteroids. There's a gap through the uh, Cooper belt where this stuff has come before. There was extinction level meteorite that hit, say, 65 million years ago and extincted uh, the dinosaurs. We are in danger, and it may well be that even our military, our secret military, has ways of defending Earth. I don't know, but what we do know is we need disclosure. We are a mature species, and we all need to know the truth. All right, continuing on with the, the crazy with David. thing is people who say they are observing it but never tell us where to look so we can verify. Well, it doesn't take an astronomer. Just look on your Sagittarius in the constellation Delphinius right now, and you will see, if you have a good enough telescope, evidence of uh, Nibiru. And uh, we're getting information back. It may not be made to, uh, public for a while. Every day that shows more and more there is a dark binary pair to Solaris way out there, and it is coming closer to our solar system and all the orbits of the planets in our solar system are moving closer to the sun and they're all heating up. Say that there's no bright object up there that's appeared in the night sky and is headed for Earth. Second, if Nibiru were real and it were a planet with a substantial mass, then it would already be perturbing the orbits of Mars and the Earth. We would see changes in those orbits due to this rogue object coming into the inner solar system. Astronomers... Again, yeah, again, it's not... Nibiru is as far from the inner solar system as it gets. What's coming through is the crap at the 180 Lagrange point in the orbit of Nibiru. So, <clears throat> like the B-52 said, no more space junk in the 1980s. Yeah, well, I want to add something. Um, Pluto wasn't large enough. They were looking for planets, and when they when they found Pluto, they go, "No, that's not big enough." And also, the Bible describes when Nibiru comes. They call it—I um, forget what they call it, but anyway, the, it, it's the, the um, destroyer. The destroyer, yes. And so the Bible has descriptions of this coming through, and it isn't visible until the last moment. And it's what caused the the day the Earth stood still. It's what caused the Love uh, that movie. That 24 hours of uh, daylight on one side of the planet and the 24 hours of darkness on the other side. So that was um, 
what was it Joshua who blew down the yeah yeah Joshua needed more time to uh, to kill the uh, enemies who thought they had fled beyond his reach and uh, Enlil told him uh, hey don't worry we're gonna, it's going to be more daytime today and so he they was able to come in the sleeping enemy and fell upon them and killed them all worse and uh, this side of the world uh, the Mayans were freaked. Guy, wow! You, you took away the sun. Is it never going to come up again? Okay, so, let's, let's let's continue on with the uh, with with what he's saying, and then we can take a break. Measure the orbit of Earth and Mars precisely and frequently, and there has been no change, whatever. That's been contested. Third, and that's, that's been contested. Yeah, it's, it, it, the science that I've been hearing lately is that the orbits are shifting inward. And everything's getting hotter. It's quite the opposite of what you're saying because your whole thing, David, is based on the idea that we that you think that we think Nibiru's coming around, but what we're saying it's not Nibiru, but the 180 degree Grange point with space junk that's coming around now. Perhaps most telling, if this object had come through the solar system in the past, and and you remember the. The idea is it's on an orbit of 3,600 years. If it had come through in the past, its gravity would have messed up the orbits of the inner planets. The Earth, Venus, Mars probably would have stripped the moon away completely. It has indeed uh, affected the uh, orbits. It tilted Uranus on its side, it's, and, and it does affect. It just depends on when it's coming through and where the planet is relative to uh, Nibiru as it passes through. Uh, and uh, there's records of the disasters that occur, the change of the uh, uh, magnetic poles, the, the incredible earthquakes, solar flares, tsunamis, the shifting of, of the uh, tectonic plates. I, I mean, this is really serious thing. Creation it, it, of the asteroid belt. It, it's, you know, that was 3.9 million. Right, but there, was, there is evidence that this passing has uh, happened. Again and again and again, yeah. And the moon Instead, was delivered to us, wasn't it? In the it? inner solar system, we see planets with stable orbits. We see the moon going around the Earth. The very existence of this stability in the inner solar system proves that no rogue planet, no interfering object has come through the inner solar system in at least a million years. So it's not real. Nibiru doesn't exist. We can't see it. We can't. The evidence is overwhelming that in... Uh that 9,000, 13,000 years ago, the uh, ice caps slipped off of Antarctica and into the South Seas and caused this huge wave that came up the Persian Gulf and, inter and kept bumping into its counter waves going different ways and there was storms upon the earth and um, almost all the humans were drowned except those that were fortunate enough to be up really high and then the hybrids that had been warned uh, to take your families high and the people in the submersible with Yasudra Noah, who landed on Mount Ararat. There were only a few thousand hybrid humans us left, and they dug out and their environments were totally ruined. Lemuria, the uh, land that connected the what's now the Polynesian Islands, and Atlantis, the land in the Pacific, uh, totally sunk. I mean, it was a terrible disaster for all life on this planet for some time. Okay, let's continue with David Morrison. Detect its gravity, and we don't see a signature of its previous passages because there weren't any. Now, some people change the story around and say, well, 
Nibiru isn't even a planet. It's a brown dwarf with planets going around it or, or something like that. Everything I've said would be worse with a massive object like a brown dwarf. That would have been tracked by astronomers for a decade or more, and it would already have really affected planetary orbits. The, um, what Freer and others say is that astronomers know, but their academic positions are based on shutting up about it, and the, uh, that amateurs that could see it right now are, um, are being intimidated and their sites being watched and, and, and the, with the false idea that this is good for national security. The reality is that it's really hard to see a dark object like this binary nemesis, but the movements that are uh, created by the net force of nemesis, this um, other body, and uh, the planets that revolve around it do affect and do cause a yo-yoing and movement of the Earth. It's even said that the uh, 21 degree to 24 degree tilt of the Earth that gives us our seasons was uh, caused by uh, one of these incursions of, the, uh, of Nibiru into uh, the inner solar system. So please, get over it. Nibiru isn't real. Planet X isn't real. We don't have to worry about this hoax. Uh, getting getting over uh, Nibiru is like getting over Clarence Thomas. Uh, we, 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 getting used to to something which is which is terrible and killing us all. And we really got to ask for contact, ask for help, and tell our governments to disclose all the information, and let us, the intelligent human beings, evaluate it for ourselves and evaluate our priorities. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to take a break. We want you to uh, listen to that again so you can see what uh, Sa uh, Sasha is saying versus David Morrison. And bottom line, one of the things that struck me, what you said, they want to cover up and make sure their academia is safe. They don't want to really say anything. That, that, that's a big, that's a big um, question that's or statement. That, yes, it's, it's, it's totally true. To admit uh, the truth of Nibiru and the... Uh, the people from Nibiru that bred us is to show that the evolutionary theory as we understand it is false and it ignores the, re the you know, ET um, creationist geneticist that modified uh, this uh, human that was here, Homo erectus, with their genes to make a slave race, a disposable slave race, and once we realize that, we're not going to be slaves anymore. Okay, on that we're going to be okay. back for gold, and we're going to ask for some help in exchange. Okay, on that note, we're going to take a break. Help! And when we come back, we'll be talking more about this and wondering what the hell is really going on with these people. You're listening to Renegade Talk in Maui. Hello! You're listening to Extraterrestrial Contact, the portal to the cosmos. Mark, you out of here? I'm here listening. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you were making so much noise, yeah, we we'll, shut you down. Right, we'll be right back. To the cosmos. <laughs> the Internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. SkyPilotRadio.com. Maui. Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? We'll be right back. Welcome back to RenegadeTalk.fm in Maui. My name is Richie, along with Marla. We, of course, got Janet and Sasha, extraterrestrial. Thursday! And temptations. Get ready, because what we're going to talk about next is cool. Uh-huh. 
today coming. Oh, uh, yeah. With uh, ETs and Tantra. That's why I played the song Get Ready. Ooh. Yeah, Tantra and having sex with ETs, extraterrestrials. So get ready, because here I come. Yeah. Knock it off. Get your hands out of your shorts. Oh, God, it feels good, baby. <laughs> Ah, Jesus Christ. Janet, would you leave me alone? Uh, Janet, uh, oh. the two of you leave me alone. <laughs> My God. Yeah. My God. I need some Christian faith here. No, you don't. <laughs> I need some help. No, you're a recovering Catholic. I'm a recovering Roman No Christianity Ro- for I'm you. I'm a recovering Roman Catholic. That's right. You are. Say it right. I know. I blew don't, it. Don't, don't lie hey, to I Renegade Nation. I admit it when I blow it out of here. Renegade Nation, thank you for listening and thank you for the uh, downloads. We have Sasha here and, of course, Janet, his lovely uh, wife, Janet. Ah, yeah. Hi. Say, say, say it sexy. Hi, I'm here. I'm shaking. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Hi. Hi, Sash. Aloha. You notice I'm speaking high now? <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I'm shaking. <laughs> and we got the lovely Ever Drop Dead fucking gorgeous model Marla. Eddie to Ventura. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Eddie. Uh, I did that and you just overrode I me. I did it again because he was my buddy. I'm glad he wasn't mine. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So we're going to continue on with uh, Tantra. And uh, if you don't know what that, that's about, Sasha's going to give you a good education, and you can now start to practice this uh, with your wife and other friends of yours. Tantra was a uh, spiritual practice that were, was brought to this planet by the Nibirans who came. And the king of Nibiru visited his great-granddaughter, Inanna, and uh, the wife of this king. Uh, prepared her and taught her the tantric rituals. And later on in the show, I'm going to uh, give you a little tantra ritual that you can do yourselves but what they do in this tantra ritual is so powerful that they uh, are no longer feeling like a separate person but they feel like they've transcended their separate self senses and became as one and as this was uh, the Nibirans who came to earth were a very very male dominated society but there was this one revolutionary woman the uh, granddaughter of the commander, her name was Inanna, and she was not going to ever be second fiddle. She became so incredibly uh, powerful that her great-granddad, when he visited Earth from Nibiru, uh, said, hey, this is great, Uh, and she did the ritual with him. Everybody held hands and put their meditation on them, and it's like their whole consciousness, they say, was elevated by this contact. They all felt like they were a one instead of separate people. So they had sex. Yeah, they had really fantastic uh, <laughs> so sex. So yeah, Janet goes right so, to the so point. In- Notice the woman goes yeah. right to the point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Inanna established these houses of pleasure all over um, ancient Sumer, Iraq area, and also along uh, the Indus Valley, uh, Harappa and Mohenjo-Daro, where she had temples. And there were men there, but there were especially priestesses, and and it came to a big head. A head? <laughs> a head, in, head. In, in her temple in Uruk, where Gilgamesh uh, ruled. There they had the most highly developed uh, techniques of any man that came in off the street, old or crippled, or it didn't matter what he looked like, and these goddesses, they were called goddesses, they were priestesses, loved them. They had very, very high status. They had sex. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> and the problem that Inanna had is she had an arch rival, a guy named Marduk, who she, at one point uh-huh. she had trapped him in the uh, Giza pyramid and sealed him <laughs> in, and she was going to have him suffocate. He, he hated women. He was, and so when... Was uh, he gay? Uh, no, he was, he was married to, he loved one woman named Sar, 
incarnate. And when she died, he, he, that was the last time he really engaged in anything but his struggle for power, which he became totally obsessed with. Well, the uh, Inanna's people tried to bomb him out of existence with nuclear weapons, but the fallout from the nuclear weapons blew back on them, but it didn't blow on Marduk's city of Babylon. So Marduk became the virtual ruler of the whole earth, and he decided he was going to stamp out all the temples and torture all the goddesses, the priestesses to death, and make sure that in his domains, women never, uh, they were thrown out of all the high offices they so, had. So, so, Sasha, in other words, he didn't want anybody to have any pleasure. He, he wanted people to be in a, in, in, a, in a sorry state where they were just so dependent on his priests that they would do mm -hmm. anything he said, when mainly what he said was be cannon fodder, go out and kill the people that are on the other side. On the other side, there was the commander, a guy named Enwil or Yahweh, who in his youth had been exiled because he raped a girl, and, uh, and his sister had put him in exile, but that's where he found out where the nukes were hidden. So when he got into power, when Yahweh got into power, he too was into really grinding women down. He had Jezebel killed because she allowed uh, polytheism in his, in, uh, his domains. Jezebel. And so and, and mm -hmm. his, uh, Yahweh's number one toady, a guy named uh, Abraham, basically gave rise to the uh, ancestors of the modern Arabs and the ma modern Jews, all of which uh, have a degraded position for women, and it's led to the stupidity of our whole uh, pl planet that uh, it loses all that we could have from the genius of, of, of the women if they were regarded as our full partners and not put down by these false religions that these gods have perpetrated. And Tantra is a way of breaking through the matrix. Uh, if you let yourself really open up to your oneness with the a, a tantric woman, you can deliberately ask the ETs who are still in contact with us to come through. You can channel them. Now, you don't have to worry about the ontological status, the reality status of what you get, because what you get will be so useful to you, whether it's really an ET or not. And what, what I want you to do... So who do I call? You, well, you, you call your husband. That's the number one best person to call. 1-800-CALL-RICH. So, so, so you really make a nice environment, really uh, beautiful with nice perfumes and, and, and roses, and uh, you, you get massaged by your lover, and he uh, makes a, um, a pledge about how much he loves you, and he touches each one of your energy centers your uh, child center and your perineum, your sexual organs for your uh, loving part, your empowerment part in your diaphragm, your heart, your communication center in your throat, your vision center in the eye area and the top of your head, your spiritual center and awakens all those centers. I need this. By deliberate... Definitely. De <laughs> deliberate uh, uh, invoking those and he massages you all over and then he uh, asks if he can touch your sacred area and he touches you lightly and when you start to open up your outer lips, he says, I'd like to polish your pearls, sweetheart. Would you like that? And, and uh, from that point on, <laughs> that he, hilarious. He, he, he makes little circles around your clitoris with his tongue. Now and that sounds lots like fun. of saliva up and down the labia until you open up quite a bit and ask if he can enter your sacred area with his ring finger and begins to stroke 
uh, from the uh, cervix toward the orifice to stroke the uh, urethral uh. sponge until you start to uh. have uh, an ejaculatory orgasm. And he keeps going and doesn't stop at that point, but just keeps loving you. And what you do is you do this, you say, I invite contact. I am asking higher powers that have my interest in the interests of humanity uh, at heart to come through me now and use my voice and use my body, but not take me over. Take this loving that I am doing with my beloved as our offering and our call to you. Please help us. We need your help. Okay, Sasha, I have a wow. question. Is that when women are screaming? That's right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> now I understand. Yeah, you, so when you're screaming and the whole neighborhood hears it? Yeah, yes, that's, yes, a, that's a, the, when the I ideal. Say, oh, God. Yeah, the oh, my God. Oh, my rich. I, I never know. <laughs> oh, my rich. I've never said, oh, my God. But oh my God. every girl I know does. Yeah. Oh so so this is called an ejaculatory orgasm. Mm -hmm. they, they ultimately, the woman can ejaculate uh, about three ounces, uh, one to three ounces of, of fluid. And it's... Um, uh, alkaline rather than acidic and it's what they they feature in all the little porn field look she's squirting yeah but it hey, what's really, a squirting thing well yeah, it's, okay, a, it's an ejaculatory okay, what, what orgasm is it, yes as you stroke the uh, urethral uh, uh, sponge it uh, puts a hormone into the urethra which goes up to the urinary bladder and changes the content of the urinary bladder from acidic to alkaline and it has the exact same chemical composition as prostatic fluid and sperm can live a long time and if you really want to contact and make a very very deep contact you do this uh, ritual I'm talking about and take plenty of time with beautiful music and so forth but you add uh, a, a, a substance a, me a sacred medicine like like surgic acid diethylamide <laughs> or okay. MDMA hello, hello. And okay, so then you invite okay. contact. Okay, Janet wanted to say something, Janet, go ahead. Well, I wanted to pull this back to what we were talking about with the Anunnaki and spirituality. So basically, they um, set up a system of religion, which and they had men against women, so now we're polarized as a society, as a species, and uh, we're not connected, and, and, you know, all through life, you look at, uh, like, our television, I Love Lucy, it was very, it, it, it's been... Pretty dysfunctional all along. Well, it's been very dysfunctional mm -hmm. for a long time, and that's when the feminist movement started in the right. 70s to change this over to make women equal. But, and they, and they should ruined be. everything. Yeah. Well, and they no, kind of ruined didn't. it. They didn't ruin anything. They, they yeah. made they a lot of. of progress. No, they, they, no. We, well, you can get into we a big still, debate about this. Yeah, we get debate. But anyway, right now they have the woman saying, if you don't, uh, how can you legislate my vagina? You know, don't talk about um, overcoming abortion. But anyway, let's go back to the Anunnaki, the spiritual concept of this when you make love that's the yin yang symbol you're making love yin -yang, and you are going back into partnership now you're balanced now you're equal the man and the woman are as one they're unified and when you awaken your kundalini and you go through all your chakras and it goes out your crown then you know source you're out of the god myth you're out of the god spell the Anunnaki have no control over you so your sexuality can be used to free you from the God spell to awaken to higher levels of consciousness and become an enlightened being. That's a path to enlightenment. You and can so directly experience uh, the place where everything just exists in its yet for informed form, incuit form, and you get the sense that all dichotomies, every separation is just a, a form of divine play, and you can 
embrace both sides of all dichotomies and center yourself and be all of it and realize that the consciousness that runs through you runs through every single atom of the universe and you're in every one of those atoms too. So I understand you're having a polyamory convention and that's coming up shortly. Yes. Uh, am I right in saying that? That's yeah. right. It multiplies the effect. I, what I just described <laughs> it multiplies the effect? of just two Oh my people. God, I'd like Can you bust imagine? out so, through the roof. So when we have a group of lovers <laughs> and, we, uh, and we all connect in, in various beautiful ritual... Like, uh, it's like a pajama party? Oh, no oh, pajamas. Nope. Oh, clothes get <laughs> Oh, you don't want to wear pajamas? Okay. Yeah, so it's the World Polyamory Association Conference, and it's uh, July 12th is a pre-conference, and it starts on the 13th. It's at Harbin Hot Springs in Northern California, which is in uh, Middletown. Uh, you go through uh, wine country. So how, how can they contact you if they want to, if, if, if any listeners um, uh, of Renegade Nation want to get involved in this and they need help? World how would they contact help. you? World Polyamory, which I will spell P-O-L-Y-A-M-O-R-Y, worldpolyamoryassociation.com. And, you know, polyamory is, is taking over because people are not monogamous. And it's another whole show. Oh, yeah, that's we another could do. whole right. show. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need yeah. to be, uh, be able to marry more than one person. Uh, and uh, we've already established that the sex of the person is no one's business but the people involved. But we need to have protection for people that have multiple partners. Okay, that's so awesome. Renegade Nation, if you want to find out more about this, go to the World Polyamory Association dot com and you can find out all the information. And if you want to go there, just contact Janet and she'll set that all up for you. And you can find out where you stand uh, with your lover and, and have a good time, I guess. Yeah. What's your standing? Huh? I'm standing. <laughs> and, then, and then we're going to do a, a Tantra certification class in Minneapolis. Okay, and so you want to get certified in Tantra, you got to be there too in Minneapolis. No, that's a different thing. That's, oh, the, that's a different school one. Okay. Oh, the school of Tantra. Oh, the school of Tantra. And teach you how to facilitate people in Tantra. So right. Sasha will teach you how to facilitate yourself in, into Tantra right. and become facilitate certified. Facilitate others, yeah. And facilitate others to be certified. But the real yes. benefit is that couples go really deep with each other because mm -hmm. we, we help them go into their dysfunctional bonding patterns where you get parent-child with each other and angry, mad, and pissed off, and you separate. And <laughs> we all have to distinguish our lovers from our dads and our mothers or we really mess up our Don't current pick up relationship. That paper, <laughs> and then we're going to do the Stargate to the Cosmos okay. uh, conference October 29th. What, an, interesting, what <laughs> a very interesting show today. Make sure you pass the show around because we talked Don't about pass da out. David... <laughs> Don't pass <laughs> David Morrison, the senior scientist with NASA, and Sasha talking about what he th he says is a bunch of BS, and also the polyamory convention and all that with the ETs. You got to check the show out, and when you do, send it out to all your friends and let them listen. Even and your let them, enemies and your enemies. Thank you, Marla, <laughs> and, and, and let them learn what they're really missing out on. And don't listen to that ostrich media. Don't listen to all that. Be yourself. Because be your own. Be. You're listening to extraterrestrial contact. We the here at Renegade.com. Renegade Talk, you dope. Yes. Renegade Talk. You dope. I said that. Really? No, you did. Oh, well. Now you're fighting with me on the air. It's I my chakras. You, you got to do it right. I know. I'll take care of you I'm later. I'm sorry. I'm having an orgasm right now. Leave me alone. I, ah, I, know. Ah. I know. You have a tantra, not a tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Renegade Nation, we're out of here. Jenna, thank you. Sasha, thank you. Marla, we're out of here. Aloha. Have a great... All together now. Okay. Goodbye. Aloha. Aloha.